On the cover, the Midnighters stand on the roof of a gas station, shoulder to shoulder in classic superhero fashion. Moonflower surveys the streets below while wordlessly no-look fist-bumping Mighty Briar and vine-covered fist. Southpaw stretches one arm over his shoulder while petting Waldo with the other. Behind them, KT floats ominously, glowing with the wrath of a blazing star. On the streets beneath them, stretching as far as the eye can see, stands an angry mob of the Tempe Heaven's Hellions. Wonder World Comics proudly presents The Midnighters, Volume 7, Code Midnight, Issue 4, Bad Blood. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonder World Comics. We open with a wide shot, uh, looking down at a nondescript office building on Paragon Island, not too far from the headquarters of Farsec. And uh, the the next panel shows the inside of the office building. Moonflower, what does the um, like main meeting room, like situation room, briefing room? look like in uh your new temporary headquarters so it's an office building <laughs> so so i think most of the floor is just fairly open concept um i think there's kind of a break room sort of or a break area sort of in the center there's mostly just cubicles desks around the outside and then on like the north and south ends there are um, some conference rooms, and on the north end is one of the bigger conference rooms. Cool. And uh, in this conference room, we see most of the team. Everyone except Moonflower. And the current mood is tense. Moonflower was supposed to be in here like almost an hour ago. To, to like tell everyone what the plan is and um yeah no one's really heard from her uh what what does everyone look like uh right now as we're as you're waiting uh ryan's got i'm assuming there's a vending machine in this office so ryan's got themselves a packet of crisps and is like munching on them, breaking the silence with just big crunches with her feet up on the table. Uh, yeah. While those laser focused on, on the crisps. <laughs> Sam's like kind of grungy uh, like cool leather jacket Sam. Dark jeans leather jacket Sam. Nice. KT shall waltz their way over to uh, the nearest chair and sit themselves down. Whoa, sitting. Have I ever seen KT sit? Probably. Yeah, KT, what's it like when you sit? Like, are you sitting there just to, like, experience it? Or are you actually, like, taking a load off, as it were? I am not sure if I've ever had a load on 
However, this feels a lot different than the clouds you have in your stratosphere. A little bit more lumber support. Makes sense. That was, um, that was a joke. I am not sure if I have a lumbar. I think you have a lumbar because of the lobe you were talking about. Ryan's just like nodding along but doesn't know what a lumbar is. It is true, though, that like the clouds, don't you think like the clouds look like they would be a good lumbar support? Like always in the ads, you know, the the mattress, they're they're falling to a cloud, the cloud turns into the mattress, the mattress is Tempur-Pedic or whatever, you know, I shouldn't say Tempur-Pedic, that's brand name, Uh, but you know, something like that, you know. Patented cloud memory foam. It's always cloud this, cloud that. Like clouds are supposed to be comfortable. We have it here from our own, very own KT. The clouds are like not even as comfortable as a plastic chair. So I do not know what a mattress is. Uh, Ryan's going to stand up and crumple the empty crisp bag also very loudly and just walk over to the like doorway where I'm assuming the bin is and as she puts the like rubbish in the bin he's gonna like poke his head out and just look around and see if moonflowers coming or anywhere to be seen and as we get a, a look of Ryan's kind of concerned face and we get a panel of the door to moonflowers office just down the hall and we turn the page and on uh the next page we see the other side of that door and moonflower someone either found your old base or someone sold you out which one scares you the most right now probably the latter it wouldn't be that surprising to her if someone happened to find it as some of the midnighters are not overly careful with being discreet when they're coming and going. So I think it would make sense to her that hypothetically someone could have found where they were, but Lethal Laser 3 did seem to have more information on her. Um, He called her by name, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Which I think she can't quite chalk up to, like, you know, someone saw really any of the other Midnighters being very obvious as they entered the shop co. Um, So I think, yeah, the latter. More worried that someone sold her out or someone who she trusted because she has not trusted that many people with her identity. Yeah. Speaking of the few people that you do trust, uh, Tardigan is currently completely KO'd. Sam has an entire biker gang after him, putting every single member of the team in danger. Your old base is gone. Someone wants you dead and almost succeeded with Lethal Laser. And Farsec is hot on your tail. So what is the plan? What are you going to tell your team? Well, first of all, I would assume that more than one person wants her dead. Just most people haven't been that successful in trying. Very fair. <laughs> I just, I just want to like make sure, like, give respect where respects due. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, well, I, I presume that's why she's late to this meeting is because she is trying to figure out what the next step is. Um, she kind of poked the bear that is Dark Fox. That sounded dumb when I said it out loud, but she poked <laughs> that bear. And <laughs> I think that was kind of like her last, like, you know, she could escalate that, but what else is there to do? I think she's um, just also kind of been staring at her phone, waiting for something to happen. Um, waiting for, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just seems like something should happen. And to your surprise, something does. So there is a knock oh. on the door. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come in. It's Ryan. Oh my god, it's me. Hi. Uh, I think Ryan will uh, open the door like really slowly and just like look in and not like not come in. Just be like, hey. Hey. Well, I just wanted to make sure you were uh, okay, because you're not usually, like, late to things. Aiden looks at the clock because she didn't realize she was late. She was too busy stewing. Which is, like, totally fine. Like, I am, you know late to things all the time but yeah i just didn't didn't seem like it was like very moonflower Eden kind of like stands up from her chair and stretches a little bit and says yeah well maybe i'm not feeling very moonflower right now either it sounds like you might be revealing a vulnerability or weakness. Okay, first of all, rude. <laughs> <laughs> but fine. <laughs> um, when you share a vulnerability or weakness with someone, tell them a secret about your mentor, including your feelings toward them. Aw, give them influence over you and add one team to the pool. Oh. Um, Oh my god. <laughs> Kaylee's like, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, secret about my mentor. I, I think she's going to maybe continue her thought with and I think Belladonna doesn't really like the way I'm doing things either. She thinks I need to be, and she does air quotes more more of a team player uh ryan's gonna i'm gonna um like step into the room and close the door when oh, no. <laughs> well i know just when like when moonflower says like i'm not feeling very moonflower um ryan's just like oh maybe this is like not something that you know everybody yeah, no, else I think, should I think be closing the door though is like eden realizing like oh no this is an emotion conversation. <laughs> I <made an> <laughs> uh, and I think um, 
Ryan's gonna be like awkwardly like um not sure what to do with his hands he's sort of like and his brambles are sort of doing the same thing like he's sort of like uh holding his hands in front of him and then like putting them on his hips and then like the brambles are sort of like uh snaking up and down their arm and um she just kind of goes like you uh you care a lot about what belladonna thinks right sometimes and uh she's nodding and she sort of like looks around the office and says yeah i um i guess i kind of get it not not i don't have like a mentor but like with my uncle patrick i really care about what he thinks and he kind of sometimes wants me to be something that i can't be or be something that i can be but in a specific way that i can't i'm not making very much sense i don't i'm not so good with the words um he he wants me to like if i'm gonna do hero shit he wants me to be a good influence on people and i'm sure i can do that just not in the way that he wants me to maybe you and belladonna have something similar maybe you can be a team player even if it's not in the way she wants you to be well she definitely doesn't think i'm a very good influence on people she's probably right about that but everyone's still alive and i think that's actually pretty good considering the circumstances (laughs) look some of us have to be the ones who get good influenced by other people, you know? Otherwise, who are they going to be good influences on? So... I think with that, you are officially comforting and supportive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yay. Uh, before I do that, I would like to make uh, Moonflower my love. Finally. <gasps> Finally. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, that means that Moonflower gets influence over me now. Excellent. The final member of the Midnighters who didn't have influence yet. Uh, awesome. And then I will support. That is a 7 plus 2, which is a 9. Plus 1, because I have influence over her, so that's a 10. All right. Hell yeah. Let's go. Um, on a hit, they hear you. They mark potential clear condition or ship labels if they open up to you. On a 10 plus, you can add a team to the pool or clear condition yourself. Uh, I get to mark potential as well because I have the defender role and she's my love. No, the friend role and she's my love. And then I think I will uh, clear the angry, no, the afraid condition. Um, and then I get to, and then, yeah, you get to respond to that. (laughs) And then, uh, Ryan is the, the person who decides if you opened up enough or not, they are the final arbiter of that decision. Okay. (laughs) I, I think Eden's going to nod like she's agreeing and say, being a good influence 
like doesn't even matter if they die first, right? Like, isn't it more important to keep people alive? Uh, yeah. I guess so. So I think she's going to follow up with, yeah, well, that's why I guess I think more about trying to keep everyone alive than trying to, I don't know, inspire them or whatever. Uh, I mean, I guess sometimes you could let them inspire you instead of you having to do all of the jobs. Like that's what my my buddy my buddy the electric kid he uh you know we kind of take turns at at that sort of like you know being the hype man being the you know the inspiration we don't we don't I don't always have to do it because he can you know pick up that that role that that job when I'm you know not feeling it yeah. Well, I know I'm not exactly a hype man, but some of the Midnighters are, and that's good for them. I don't know. I feel pretty hype when you do cool shit. Um, she just kind of smiles at that. And like when you, uh, when you make fun of Swift, that, that makes me pretty hype. <laughs> Well, that I think I can do. Awesome. I don't know if I don't know if you're opened up. I don't know if I felt like you opened up to me. But you can still mock potential or clear condition. <laughs> you are the arbiter of that. I that felt open for Moonflower, personally, but um, I can see how Ryan might not feel like that was like an extremely vulnerable conversation. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, yeah, for Ryan, it didn't feel like, yeah, you opened up, but for Moonflower, it did, so I don't know. You can mark potential clear condition or shift labels. Okay, I have more conditions marked than I typically like to play with, so I am going to, um, I'm not feeling hopeless anymore. I'm still insecure and angry, which tracks, but not hopeless. That checks out, that checks out, but (laughs) hopeless, nah. (laughs) We're done with that. Ryan, bringer of Moonflower Hope. Oh, <laughs> at that, I think we're going to turn the page and uh, focus back in on KT for a hot second. Your second home has just been blown up again. How how are you? How are you dealing with all that? Water cooler talk aside. I am not comfortable. That tracks. Indeed. It is the the second home that I have known. The second adopted home that I have fallen over in as many years. And again, it is ripped away from me. It is unfortunate. 
perhaps it is the way of the world. I think that's kind of the note that we're on when Moonflower and Ryan re-enter the room. Ryan has another packet of chips. Perfect. Waldo trots up and is just glued right there. Any crumb, any bit, it's ready to go. Gone. I mean, Ryan would give him one, but he doesn't know if chips are good for dogs. I mean, Waldo can definitely handle a chip or two. (laughs) (laughs) But Ryan doesn't know that. No, yeah, totally. So I just went, yeah, out of character, table talk, you know, more like... If Sam, if Sam says Kaylee. that, then Ryan yeah. will give him one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe Sam sees Waldo and sees Ryan and Waldo sort of exchange a look and then sees Ryan look to Sam and Sam gives a knowing nod. Okay, yeah, then Ryan will definitely give Waldo a chip. That's, that's Sam's parental consent form for a chip or two. <laughs> Waldo is thrilled, needless to say. He is a huge fan of chips. And no, say. I think already was, but still. Awesome. Moonflower, how, what are you doing as Waldo is getting a snack? She is grabbing a chair, and instead of sitting in it, she's pulling it over to the end of the room where there's a whiteboard. Um, Perfect. She's going to stand on the chair because office buildings, it turns out, are built for people who are taller than five foot. Um, <laughs> so if, she, if she's going to utilize like the top portion of this whiteboard, she's going to need a chair. Um, and she thinks that they might have some stuff to write on the whiteboard. So she kind of hops up on this chair and pulls out her dry erase marker and just says, I don't know who attacked the shop. I mean, I know lethal laser three attacked the shop co, but I don't know who sent him still working on that. There's a lot going on. And I think maybe we should just start by figuring out what all the problems are and prioritizing which ones we're going to work on first. So she's going to start like making uh, bullet points. So the first bullet point is going to be um, shop code destroyed. And she's going to kind of like look at the rest of the room to get their input. Which I know Ryan didn't feel like Eden really opened up, but this feels like she is responding to what Ryan said. This is a massive sort of change in process and sort of outlook. So yeah, I feel, yeah. Hundred um, percent. Sam says, uh, "What do, what name do we decide on for the radioactive biker man?" Uh, his name is uh, Radiator. Radiator. Okay. Um, so so Sam's like, "Thank you. I'm uh, very proud." Yeah. <laughs> and so Sam's like, "Well, and we got the Radiator, which you know, like I thought they were just like." mean dudes, but I think they weirdly might be caught up somehow in all the different kinds of uh, sort of pseudo-medicinal engineering projects and things that are going on in deep space and lethal lasers and what have you. Anyway, yeah, I, th- I do think I do think that, that uh, 
that the biker gang, at, at the very least, like, maybe we could just stamp them out to just kind of, like, get the groove going, you know? Like, because <laughs> they are, because, like, I feel like they're just a biker gang, and we still have, like, Farsec and Dark Fox and all these, like, big, huge issues. Uh, and I feel bad that, that, you know, my little beef with, or I guess it's kind of my uncles, but neither here nor there. That's just one for the whiteboard. Sorry I talk so long. I still do that, even though I'm supposed to be more kind of gritty and somber. But I, I just can't. I'm not good at being somber. And I'll stop talking now. She's kind of, kind of blink, and then she's going to write down under her list of problems. It's going to say shop co-destroyed and then it's going to have a bullet point that says Tempe's Hellas Angels and then there's going to be a sub-bullet point that says Radiator and then she's going to start a new bullet point and put Dark Fox uh, since you mentioned that one too oh uh, if you uh, if you like putting things on just to tick them off you could uh, you could put uh, Cardigan uh, Crystal but we, we already gave her to Neptune, so that one we already kind of sorted it. But sometimes it feels good to uh, like to be like, oh look, we 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 did a task. Not that that's like a task, but you know, like we we actually solve a problem already. You know what I mean? Eden's going to look like this is a completely foreign concept to her putting something you've already done on your checklist just to feel good about having done it. But she is going to make another sub bullet point that says. Um, cardigan crystal and then well so that that's the main bullet point and then the sub bullet point is deliver to neptune and she puts a check mark next to that one see we already started making progress how cool is that you're right i do feel a lot better Ian's just thinking hey. for herself, this is why she'll never be an inspiration <laughs> <laughs> this exercise did not make her feel any better <laughs> Ryan, Ryan's going to offer Sam a chip. Oh, thank you. He, he chomps it. Yeah. Other problems we want to include on the whiteboard? He, I, I mean, I hesitate to put this one up here because I, like, I thought about it so much and I think, I think I got it under control, but I do want everyone to be cognizant that there is like, you know, some sort of cosmic entity that is, you know, parasited itself within me and has given me new powers and I may or may not be a threat to everyone if it at some point takes over my my ability to sort of my my willpower, I guess as as it were. Uh which again, I don't I don't want to freak everyone out because I don't it, like I don't think that's possible, but I do want everyone to like be be cognizant that that there is a potentially potential downside, I guess. You know what I mean? Potential downside is a good way to put it. You know, maybe it's like not the same as all these other bullet points, but it's just like, you know, you know, possibility we got maybe a, a exigency that we gotta consider that something goes haywire with my, you know, cosmic infection. Eden's going to add a bullet point that just says Sam. <laughs> On their list of problems. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan is going to lean away from Sam and offer a chip to KT. <laughs> KT shall accept the chip and gently hold it between their fingers. 
You you got any problems, KT? I think Waldo kind of comes around behind KT's fingers and it's kind of Waldo's making 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 a play. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Waldo can sense a, a chip that really doesn't have a destination. <laughs> KT holds the chip towards Waldo. Boom. Huge. I'm keeping track of Waldo's chip tally, and Waldo just leveled up, actually. <laughs> he has to fill in another... <laughs> fills in another box on his... Yeah, uh, yeah. Chip, chip counter? Yeah, yeah, his chip counter. Tree counter. Mm-hmm. Everyone who gives him a chip gets influence over him as well, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. But he does get influence over you as well. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Eden's considering adding to their list of problems that they're going to run out of snacks faster than she anticipated. That was actually going to be something Ryan was going to bring up. Uh, the vending machine is almost empty already. You know, we're we're being comprehensive here. I'm putting it on the list. There we go. That's a good idea. Yeah, right beneath Sam. <laughs> Sam vending machine, and then Sam's like, Which, "Oh, and yeah, next time I know there's like a huge store supplies, like the custodial closets are jam packed here, and we've got you know obviously way more cubicles and space. But like, once we get through some of these con- consumables, can we get some better soap and some better TP? Like, I don't want to be the one to say it, but come on now, it's like wax paper. Am I wrong? You can be in charge of that one." I do not know what I'll take TP that. is. It's part of that. It's part of that lumbar support thing we were talking about, KT. <laughs> ah. Ryan looks so confused. I suggest it's like l- a lumbar has to do with toilet paper. What? I suggest we get TP that is very great with lumbar support. Then. Yeah. No, you're right. I'll, uh, that one's me. I'll take. I'll take care of that one. Eden's remembering why she never crowdsources suggestions. <laughs> it's, it feels like we've got the main ones, then, if we're talking about, you know. Um, Eden's going to look back at her board. She's going to squint at it, and then she's going to be annoyed because she thinks that they probably should just go deal with Radiator first. Um, and she's mostly annoyed because that was Sam's suggestion. She doesn't want to do what he suggested, but but she does think uh, it would feel nice to mark something off the list that, like, for real, that they hadn't already done. She uh, she could suggest it. Doesn't have to be Sam's suggestion. Sam has already suggested it. It was somewhere in the in the the spiel. I don't I recall hearing that. is everyone suited up more or less I also Ryan's not wearing shoes (laughs) well okay KT is not wearing a suit oh what is KT wearing KT's in their birthday suit. I do not know what a birthday is. 
tied into the, the lumbar system. How long have you known KT and none of you taught them about birthdays? Yeah, there's some of these um, kind of quite KT's like throwing it out there. They don't know what a mattress is. And I'm like, I don't know about that. I feel like we were in the shop kind of long enough that you saw a mattress on like TV or something, right? I just feel like but you skipped over all the good things. You didn't teach them about birthdays. You didn't teach them about sleeping, you know? I have been taught about sleeping. I have been taught it is uncomfortable to be awoken and see myself floating above them seven inches above where they are asleep. Is the mattress related to the bed? Yeah, it's on the bed. It's a soft bit on the bed. It appears I have had the opportunity then to learn about the mattress. Well, yeah, I guess the birthday one still is on. We should explain birthdays. Sorry about that. What is KT actually wearing, though? <laughs> KT is wearing the one-piece black and silvery unitard that they have worn since their uh, appearance on this planet. Okay, not a suit, but their suit. I suppose that one is on me. <laughs> there we go. Okay, no, that's fine. I just, um... <laughs> we're good. Awesome. Eden was just trying to figure out if y'all were ready to go. <laughs> um, or if she needed to tell you to suit up. I think... Given the information I have learned via the table talk, um, <laughs> I, I think she's going to look at Ryan and say, we should work on this list. You're going to need shoes. Don't wear flip-flops. They're completely impractical. They have no lumbar support. Sam points and nods. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's about this time that Sam, your phone, and it is a call from Ren. Oh, hey, Ren, go for Sam. Glad I can finally get a hold of you, Southpaw. It is not Ren. <laughs> puts his phone on the table and puts on speakerphone. Just wanted you to know that your father he sold you out in a heartbeat. Practically begged us to go after you and not him, so I imagine that there's no love lost letting you know that after we're done with you, your friends, and your traitor's shitbag uncle will go pay your pops a visit again and finish what we started. Your uncle stole one and a half tons of premium crystal from us, and he sold us out. Nine ten to collect every single ounce. In blood, starting with you, and starting with your friend right here. Wilson's Dry Dock and Repair, Cannery District. You come alone, and you make it fast, or you're going to find her in pieces. It'll be me and Waldo. Thanks for the heads up. See you in a second, you sack of shit. Quick. Eden's going to look at Sam and say, Is everyone you know as chatty as you are? She just thought that was, like, an unnecessarily long thread. Uh, and... Yeah, I don't know if it's, you know, if it's a... 
socialized thing or, or you know, in his case, it might be the crystal meth. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, listen, I know KT can keep distant tabs on me and Waldo. I am going to get moving because I do not want them to hurt my friend, Ren. And I feel like maybe in the intervening time, y'all might be able to get, get the drop on this crew. Uh, I think me and Waldo are going to go, uh, kind of put our, put our head in the lion's jaws as it, as it were. And, uh, I'm going to go though right now because I'm worried about my friend. And then Sam gets up and goes and Waldo follows him. Ian's going to turn back to Ryan and say, can you get your shoes on quickly? <laughs> she's 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 been putting on her uh her skates and then she stops and she's like oh do you want shoes shoes or are these cool which do you like to fight in as long as they're not flip-flops <laughs> I, I think she just kind of like looks at katie confused and then continues lacing up their skates <laughs> Awesome. And then Sam just like you hear for him from like down the hallway as a, right before a door slams, he's like, Ryan, where are the skates? <laughs> Amazing. Ryan is gonna put on all of her protective gear, just so everyone knows. <laughs> Helmet, knee pads, wrist guards, elbow pads, just so everyone's aware. That, like on the on the on the road. <laughs> I just I it can like it can be on later i just everyone just needs to okay. know that ryan is safe we we skate safely here on this podcast we skate mm-hmm. safely when we are attacking radioactive bikers correct safety first we turn the page it is dark out a storm is brewing out over the bay as uh we see wilson's dry dock in repair uh, an old, run-down, abandoned shop with uh, one rickety, long, unused dry dock. How is everyone approaching the building? Where is everyone as... I guess Sam will start with you. Where are you at? Um, Sam's just walking right up to the front of this building, whatever this building is. You know, like or like the pub, the front facing mm-hmm. aspect of this business, he's just going to walk right up to it, I guess, and ring the doorbell, knock on the door, <laughs> knock on the door. Uh, it swings as you knock against it; it just swings open. It was unlocked. The lights are off inside. There's no one behind the counter. All the shelves are bare. And like a, an old couple old magazines are the pages are blowing in the wind as you enter Waldo at your heels. Right before he goes in, he looks back up behind him to see the glint of KT in the sky to know that, you know, he's been that everyone is uh at least close somewhat close to being in position. Yeah. Um and uh and he walks in. Where is everyone positioned? Where are the bikes? 
Are they um, people or are they like parked outside or? That's a great question. Just if uh, they were parked outside, Eden would be slashing all of their tires. I don't think they're. <sighs> no, there aren't bikes outside. Hmm. Okay. Well, Eden's going to go to the roof then. <laughs> if there's no vehicular damage to be done. Okay. KT shall meet Southpaw's gaze and offer a... Wait, that is the wrong finger. KT shall offer a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. All right. Uh, Eden, as you creep along the edge of the roof... Wait, where's where's Lady Briar? Oh, yeah. Where is Mighty Briar, the Bramble Brawl? Where did where did Moonflower tell me to go? Um, if she didn't tell me to go anywhere, I'll just follow her. You're gonna follow me on the roof? Uh, the, yeah. I don't know where else to go. I'm the hype man. I'm not the play. I don't do strategy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Eden will let Ryan try to tag along with her. Yay! Sweet. Awesome. So as you guys are making your way along the roof, you uh, see where the bikes are parked. And they are all around the perimeter of the bottom of the dry dock. And on the kind of gantry crane way above the dry dock, uh, there is uh, hanging from the crane in the middle, there's a short rope and a young woman in a chair with like a bag over her head suspended hundreds of feet above the concrete. Um, so Sam and Waldo walk through the empty office and into the back room and then into the big sort of sort of like a, like a warehouse, like train station-y space where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like hugely enclosed but kind of open yeah yeah like the walls work all on kind of like rails and they yeah. can like slide back and like the the roof opens up and it's yeah it's like right. partially open yeah leading out into yeah kind of the main dry dock area okay um so yeah sam runs out there and when he sees that he sort of like stops and he's like Rin, are you okay And at the sound of your voice, floodlights flip on, all spotlighting, Ren dangling 150 feet in the air, and a voice comes in over the loudspeaker. Sam Seward! I didn't think you'd show. Now tell me, where did that scum-sucking son-of-a-bitch uncle of yours Run off and hide, too. Why don't you let my friend go first, then maybe we could talk. Yeah, it's, a, it's a bold offer. But, uh, you see, I'm the one holding all the cards. See, that rope up there is soaked in gasoline. I just splashed a little on her, too. It's hard to avoid, but listen, you won't tell me where your uncle's hold up. By the time I count to one... I will push this button and send your friend to her fire and death. What's it gonna be, hero? 
while you think about that, we'll uh, we'll check in with uh, the rest of your teammates, um, Eden and Ryan. What are you doing up on the roof? Probably um, getting in Moonflower's way. <laughs> Not intentionally. Um, actually, I think Moonflower is trying to think of a way that just half-baked plan here if Ryan's um, vines could grow long and far enough to sort of act as like a different like to catch like something else that like could wrap around Ren if the rope snaps or like something happens to the rope. You want you want bramble net. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I can do Bramble Net. Yeah, uh, Bramble Net is a tried and true classic, uh, especially when Steve has, as Steve has been learning how to do more, like, uh, kind of rooftop maneuvering and climbing and stuff. I, I do this all the time for EK. It's cool, it's cool. I got this. <laughs> I feel like Eden, because she's nosy, has absolutely spied on the electric kid and um mighty briar um practicing <laughs> and oh no um i i, I think she's, she's like yeah i know <laughs> ek you know needs improvement but the net definitely does work oh she knows <laughs> it, it most, <laughs> it, most of the time i don't drop him so yeah, and, and the rest of the time he doesn't fall, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All this to say, Eden is going to suggest <laughs> the Bramble Net. Awesome. Yeah, so is there, are there like windows on the roof that we can see through? Or? Um, yeah, I think you guys are, um, yeah, just kind of like on the top of the roof, peeking down over the edge into the, the like dry dock area is what I was imagining. Does that make sense? Um, so much sense. Okay. Yes, there are Probably definitely windows. Can actually, picture there could be windows. Yeah. yeah, I just thought like if I pop one open, I can snake some snake down the brambles to to start weaving a net. Yeah, absolutely. So I I don't think anyone's really looking at you, and you're like not under any immediate duress. So I think that's something you can just kind of work on, and and won't be a problem. Sweet. Anything else, Moonflower, that you would... Are you asking me to assess the situation? I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you have several moves that you can use to, to gather information about your, your foes, but... I'm going to assess the situation. Okay, that's a great <laughs> place to start. What a wonderful idea you had. That's... <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to keep going, actually. <laughs> Go ahead and roll plus superior. It's an 11. Boom! On a 10 plus, you get to ask two plus one for your um, move that you have. My mindfulness. Yes. Of my surroundings. Exactly that, precisely. Yeah, I think I know what here is in the greatest danger. Um, I'm going to say what here is the biggest threat as my first question. 
Absolutely. And that is, without a doubt, Radiator. From what you have read, he is was involved in some sort of like nuclear testing way out in the deserts of Nevada and uh, can control and manipulate radioactive particles at the atomic level. And he is also kind of a psychopath. Um, he has led the Tempe Heavens Hellions on just a almost Mad Max worthy conquest of the wastelands. And uh, he's, um, yeah, just a huge burly dude. He's got uh, a kind of a, a scruffy black beard, thick, bushy uh, black eyebrows and a bald head. Uh, he's got, and then he has a couple of tattoos. He has a giant like depiction of an atom on his chest. And then across his forehead is the, the phrase, not to be fucked with. <laughs> in all caps and he glows like with this atomic energy all the time um he is incredibly strong and incredibly durable um not like invincible but like you know like um like neptune has drawn blood before we'll put it that way so yeah he is definitely the the biggest threat right now. How could we best end this quickly? One thing that you know about Radiator in particular is that uh, one of his, uh, one of the things he's able to do with his radiation control is actually manipulate uh, steel and metal around him. Um, and based on your and Belladonna's research, your best guess is that, uh, Ever since um, the first atomic bomb was detonated in the mid-40s and atomic testing and warfare ever since then, uh, there's been uh, every single piece of steel that's been forged has like trace amounts of radioactive fallout in it. And uh, it actually, you know, interferes with uh, like scientific instruments and stuff today that are really sensitive to that sort of thing. Uh, one of the only ways to get the to get past this is to have steel that is from or you know metal from that is before that era um and you know that because it'll take like a considerable amount of energy to knock him out um probably the best way to deal with him like a, a silver bullet if you will would just be an honest to god world war ii hand grenade interesting only we have one of those <laughs> If only, if only that's, one had been... That's pretty good, Michael. That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. I've been holding on to that one for a long time. You should be proud of that such one. bullshit. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, like the one thing that can defeat you. It's a hand <laughs> grenade. The hand grenade my uncle gave me that invented this that bad guy. Invented this bad guy. I was like, what could possibly be the reason that he gave you a, a, an honest-to-God World War II hand grenade? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think I'd need it for this. I might save my last question and see if anyone else wants to be doing something. Awesome. So, flash okay. uh, while Sam is driving over and... Uh, and Ryan is uh, is um, lacing up their 
skates and um so sam's on the comms like all right y'all i'm gonna give you a couple signals times to potentially swoop in potentially drop a kind of a flash bomb on them or cut out the lights as it were uh kt um and i'll you know I don't actually know what the signal is going to be, but just keep an ear out on the comms and try and get it with context clues. And hopefully we can get there. Does that seem like a plan? Just tell us what the signal is. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. So I don't know what I'll need to signal, but I'm just hoping that you'll like get it from the, from the quip that I come up with in the moment. You'll know what to do. I won't, but maybe someone else. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I think, well, I think it'll work out, though. Flash forward. (laughs) Um, Okay. I really just wanted to establish that you guys are, like, listening to my conversation with Mm -hmm. Radiator Mm -hmm. and maybe, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Interpret it as you you may. As you may. Uh, But so, after... After whatever Radiator just said to me, and he's waiting for my response, um, Sam sort of, he's looking at the ground and raises his head up so that more of the spotlights on him catch catch his face. And you see sort of an orange shimmer in his eye. And he says, well, you know what's funny is, if you could just let my friend go, listen. I know my dad and my uncle aren't great people. Like, listen, you know, I know I'm not here for them. I'm here for Ren. If you let Ren go, I might be able to work with you on finding my uncle because I don't know where he is. But if you don't let him go, well, I know you said you have all the cards. Maybe you think that you got light, but can you handle the glare? And that is where that cell of the illustration will end. Then the next one we'll see probably, I don't know who who thinks they can pick up that up on that little thing that I just said, but I'm hoping that someone will. Lady Moonflower's communicator crackles gently to life as KT whispers into it, Lady Moonflower, was that a context clue that he is waiting for me to pick up on? Uh, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about, C-word? <laughs> he's, Sam's sort of like got his hands out now and he's walking towards the He's like, I'm telling you that I can work with you as nasty as you are and quite frankly, as bad as you smell. You smell like rotten eggs. I don't even know where you are because I can't see anything. I can't see anything because of this bright light that you're shining in my face. But if I could see something, maybe I could help you out as far as finding my uncle, getting back your millions or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Eden's going to sigh again and over the communicator say, KT, can you dim the lights? I am just do one metaphorical yeah. step ahead of you. KT would like to attempt to hmm 
Let's see. Would that be defending or unleashing your powers? KT would like to attempt to go invisible, face mm-hmm. down into the warehouse, mm-hmm. explode into multiple shades of both red and maroon light. Okay. Grab Ren, become invisible again, and phase her up and through the top of the warehouse as high into the sky as we can go away from her present predicament. Yeah, I think that is definitely more of a defend. That's what I was thinking, but I wanted to I wanted to double check I, to see if Yeah. No, I think your intuition is correct there. So yeah, go ahead and give us that roll plus savior. That is going to be a six plus a five plus a two for Ooh. thirteen total. Yes. Sick dude. Sick. Alright. On a hit, you keep them safe and get to choose one. Add a team to the pool. Take influence over someone you protect or clear a condition. I don't remember exactly when KT received four conditions, but I think I would like to take influence over Ren right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Does Ren, right. does Ren have a last name? Um, yeah, it is Avignon. As, uh, as Ren and KT go rocketing through the top of the warehouse, KT shall look into her eyes and whisper, I apologize. I hope I am offering satisfactory lumbar support. I'm not sure how they work. <laughs> Let me know when you have trouble breathing. I am still not 100% sure on how high I can take one of your kind before you stop existing. Wait, trouble what? And then we have a huge audio bubble from off panel. It's going, C-word! And uh, the entire mic of the Tempe Heaven's Hellions comes roaring towards you. On their bikes? Yes. I like pretending uh, that uh, he's not saying C-word like Sam's last name, but he's self-censoring. <laughs> and C-word! You C-word! You effing P-O-S! P-O-S! Why I oughta... You cross-eyed... <laughs> You lily livered. Okay. Sorry. Yep. Um, so Sam is going to sort of with a hand gesture get get uh, Waldo off to the side. And I'm picturing that there's sort of like a, you know, some sort of concrete causeway or platform that we're all basically on. Um, and Sam is just going to run right into him. Hell yeah. What do you, uh, do you, how do you, uh, how do you Ryan and Eden react to this turn of events? I mean, Ryan has something, but I don't know if Eden wants to go first. Go for it. Uh, well, Ryan's already got Bramble Net. 
So she was just going to drop it on some of the, as many of the bikers as they go underneath it. Awesome. Yeah, and I think we are officially coming together as a team against a dangerous foe. Uh, Cool. So we add two more teams to the pool, bringing us up to five. Who is the leader of this fight? Eden thinks she's in charge. Checks out. I know that Sam has kind of been... I, I Sam just, never thinks... Sam, I don't think he thinks he's in charge. He's just sort of like... Yeah, I think Sam's on... Like, Sam... Yeah, yeah. Sam thinks that Eden's in charge, too. You know, like, obviously this is sort of a Sam-centric situation. But Sam's never like, oh, well, this one's me, so I get to be the captain. Like, Eden's always the captain. She's even got the move. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Eden's the one who's been, like, quote-unquote, directing uh, Ryan, so. Cool, cool. Eden, do you have influence over all of your teammates? Well, thanks to our little chat earlier, (gasps) me and Ryan. (laughs) I sure do. What? Oh, that's awesome. Yay. Story-affecting game mechanics? I love it. Uh, it's like the lumbar support of the uh, actual play podcast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we've almost we've almost killed that horse. <laughs> if everyone has the same purpose in this fight, add another team to the pool. So, Eden, what is your purpose in this fight? My purpose is to save Ren and, um incapacitate these guys to the extent that they won't be coming after her again. Awesome. And you guys have already kind of, like, saved Ren already, so you can, it's almost like you could check that off already. <laughs> doesn't it feel so good? good. It so doesn't good. it feel awesome? For the record, I do that on my personal to-do list all the time. I just don't think Eden would be very impressed. By it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I love it. Awesome. I think Ryan's the same. Yeah. 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 Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, same. Yeah. Save Ren, number one. Number two, fuck up the Tempe Hells Angels once and for all. Awesome. Really quick, for the record, um, KT does have insecure marked, so that should have been an E11, I believe, not a 13. Still still complete success. Still, but I just... I, I I wanted my ra- math to be correct. Yeah, no, the rule hawks were bananas. We have mm-hmm. well, we have a gentleman whose uh, entire power structure is based on uh, radiation dispersion. Um, we need to have the math correct. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Things get spicy when it isn't. And KT would also like to uh, subdue these ne'er-do-wells after securing the package, as it were. Excellent. So we are up to seven team in the pool. Does anyone mistrust Moonflower or any other member of the team? No. uh, (laughs) I'm not... I'm just still not sure about Sam. He's... He... He's like 
self-identified got something that might want to infect us all within him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, that makes exactly. sense. Like those, those were his words. Yeah, I did those say were- don't. I kind of am saying don't trust me and don't keep some distance from me, like actively. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's fair. So that'll bring us back down to six team, unless Eden wants to mark a condition. I am still not sure about Moonflower's thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Let the record state. See, and that's, that's a horse that's I really truly back. thought was dead. <laughs> that's right there. There we go. Um, <laughs> I love it. I'm going to mark insecure. Just kidding. Um... <laughs> I already have insecure marked. Um, I am not going to mark a condition. I think Eden actually also is. I don't know. I was on the fence on that one because I think she is still annoyed at Sam for leaving them in the Feywilds. But like, I think for her, she trusts him, but not the fungus. And she was maybe going to make that distinction. But um if Ryan is distrusting, I think <laughs> that's fair. Cool. All right. Six team is still a lot to play with. That's true. So, all right. It sounds like um, at least a couple of you are directly engaging some threats. So. I have a, I have a notion for how what is currently playing out, like what happens next. Excellent. Yes. Because we know that... Um, Briarnet has been dropped, right? Mm-hmm. And they're coming at me. Mm-hmm. I'm coming at them. But when the net drops in front of us both, Sam takes an extra step, sort of, and leaps like 40 feet in the air, tumbling to like come to a rolling stop behind them so that they all drive across the bramble net. And hopefully, hopefully that's, that's yeah. the move that he yeah. wants to kind of unleash here. Yeah, I think the Bramble Net definitely re- resolves first. So let's start with uh, probably probably an unleash your powers, unless you are aiming to uh, deal damage more than entangle. No, I definitely think entangle I, I do think rather than dropping it down and then pulling them up, my idea was to drop it down on top of them, but I don't know if that's... Uh, okay. Yeah, no, That's, that'll yeah. that'll work. Uh, but yeah, I can unleash my powers probably. Awesome. Go ahead and give us that roll plus freak. Um, wait a second. No, never mind. I was just like, how can I make this danger instead of freak? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Don't you have like? Can't you? Don't you have like both on a china shop? No, I don't have any china shop. I um, I could I have physics with physics, but that's when I'm going through a barrier and I have punch oh, everyone. Okay. But that's when I charge into danger without hedging my bets. Uh, anyway, what happens when you follow Moonflower and try to fight her way instead of your way? Is not the barrier in front of you the saving of Ren and the subduing of the villains? <laughs> Yeah, part of a yeah, kind of a narrative. Uh, don't even worry about it. Um, so that's going to be a nine minus one, which is an eight. All right. Um, so that will be a partial success. 
unless we want to spend some team. We'd have to figure out how two people could help to get it to a full success. Yes. Do you feel like you want that, Ryan? Uh, nah. Unless you guys, unless you guys want it. Well, I just felt like Sam was already in somewhat of a position to help. It was my in my mental image that their focus on Sam and the the opportunity to potentially run him down is distracting them from getting the full. Yeah, that is an easy team right there. So that's that could be one that we've already set up. And I just don't know if it's worth it or what's going to happen next. I don't know. Maybe we save them. I mean, we have six. Yeah, I mean, how many? Yeah, how many chances are we going to have to use them? I'm I'm fine either way. I mean, this is this is most of the hell's the Tempe Hell's Angels, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we could really get them good with this one, then it'll just be radiator left, hopefully. So I feel like it might be worth it. Yeah. So Sam's already on the ground healthy. Yep. So Sam's helping, spending a team, getting it up to a nine. Is <laughs> um, if Eden kind of smiles and pats Ryan on the back supportingly and says, go get him. Is, is that like motivation from the cute girl going to be <laughs> adequate? Oh my goodness. Does the hand linger on the shoulder maybe a second too long? <laughs> <laughs> Any yeah, physical think, contact from Moonflower is huge. Yeah, yeah. I think that definitely <laughs> counts for sure. All right, so there's four st- teams still in the pool, and that is a full success. So um, Sam leaps through the air uh, as the drivers are look away and distracted and the net falls on top of them and uh this entire like army of angry uh testosterone fueled white men is just uh <laughs> completely thrown head over heels and brambles are popping tires and sending people flying everywhere only to have them just get snatched up by brambles and all like taut and caught and pulled together in this like big just uh mass of thorny vines and we see the bramble brawler of the burbs with a a satisfied grin in the control tower of the crane uh the glass is blown out as radiator leaps from his hiding spot and plummets the entire length of 150 feet straight down and lands in a superhero crouch not too far away. He's been drawn out of hiding. And Sam says, um, oh, you didn't have to come down here. I was kind of excited to go up on the catwalk and, and maybe meet you up there. Because <laughs> you think you're tough. You think you're this big, scary, radioactive, demon, biker, drug lord. All this bullshit. But you're so ephemeral, you know? Like, you're you're barely like the charge that ignites the slug, you know. Like you are just so effete, so pointless in what you do. Like just look at yourself. Because the other thing is, all this time you've been running around roughshod, 
kidnapping teenage girls and threatening to burn them alive and all this other stuff. And what you don't even realize is that mycorrhizal root associations can be used to remediate radioactive contamination in soils. And with that, Sam runs forward and punches him right in the middle of the chest as hard as he can to try and like drain as much power as he can from radio radiator before he has a chance to, to react. Okay. Before you roll, you have activated one of radiator's custom moves, uh, Chrome dome. (laughs) Um, and radiator, uh, as you charge forward, one of the uh, engines of the bikes just rips itself out of the frame and comes flying straight towards you to intercept you. And uh, Radiator will automatically use his control over metal to block his first attacker with nearby metal objects. He can only block one person if he's attacked simultaneously. Okay, so now what do we do? Yeah, what does it look like as, as Sam, like, You've got this giant metal chunk of steel coming flying at you. Well, if it's flying at me, it's also flying at him, right? Because I'm closing on him. It it is moving to intercept between between oh, you to and get him. between yep. us. I don't know because I mean, my thought was, you know, it is like I don't know exactly how to describe it between an attack and an unleashing of powers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like I have to I have to be in contact with him. So I mean I think I might just try and use my natural athletic ability to dodge the the it engine block. Sounds like perhaps he needs to be attacked simultaneously. By that yeah, also, you know, yeah. For everyone else out there. Um yeah, I think you could do like a, a roll to unleash your powers if you're gonna try and use your um like your speed and your strength to uh, avoid this and maneuver around it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll allow it. Go ahead and give us that roll plus freak. Okay, the freak is so good now. It's a ten. All right. So on a hit, you do it. Okay. So yeah, you manage to. Um, yeah. How do you avoid this uh, engine block as it comes flying towards you at a hundred miles an hour out of nowhere? I think it's kind of uncanny, but like he's like he's running as fast as he can to close the distance between the two. And as it flies forward, he just like hits the deck like he's sliding into second base. And I think it whirs past him maybe and runs into a big wall of bricks. Awesome. Um, And he sort of slides into uh, Radiator's legs. So hopefully disrupt him or knock him down or I don't know. He's cool. Him. What are what awesome, awesome. What is everyone else up to as as Southpaw's making his attack? I think that Eden is going to look at Mighty Briar and say, Can you Tarzan us down to where the action is? <laughs> um and if <laughs> um what Aiden would like to do is, as she's kind of swinging down there on a vine with, with Ryan, um, kind of leap off midair and 
jump onto the back of one of these motorcycles and try to like throw the rider off and take his motorcycle. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I don't know yeah. what that role is. <laughs> and I, I obviously if this requires a roll for just fall out of the sky and onto a motorcycle. <laughs> um I'm not yeah, how does how does Ryan, if Ryan uh, is okay with it? <laughs> yeah, how does Muddy Briar uh Respond to the request for for Tarzan uppies. Don't uh, <laughs> Tarzan me, bro. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, a hot girl asks you to take her in your arms and swing her down on a vine. Like you say yes, and you do it. No questions <laughs> on. Awesome. Yeah, uh, I, these bicycle guys are fully tangled up right now, so I don't even think you would, you'd have to to roll to be able to pretty quickly wrestle a a chopper away from them. Nice. Okay, so Moonflower has a motorcycle now. Excellent. What is uh, KT doing now that? Or yeah, where are Ren and KT? How high up are they? <clears throat> Should we be worried? So. KT and Ren are high above the Mucky Muck castle in the clouds as uh, as you know they're they're arranged in a sitting position and KT is explaining to uh, Lady Ren you see if you if you straighten your back out and then sort of cross your legs these clouds that have a little more a little more moisture in them. They they're 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 supportive, but they're not they're not overwhelming. And you can you can just kind of nestle yourself in them. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a like a memory foam kind of. <laughs> you know, it's um, it is soft like and the... soft and comfortable. Yet you don't feel you don't feel as though you're laying on a rock or an errant asteroid. Right, right. Those those cumulonimbus could be pretty uncomfortable. It is a it is rather rather delightful, especially after a long day of of physical fisticuffs. Awesome. And uh with that, uh I think we'll have Sam roll you directly engage a thread. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure we checked in with everyone before, but yeah, no, I think that's great. Let's do it. Um, I have a question for you, though, because mm-hmm. what brings my doom closer is overexerting myself and facing danger alone. And I'm not 100% sure if I've done either of those things yet, or if I'm potentially about to do them right now by going mano a mano with Reedy. Well, um, why don't you describe how you go mano a mano with Radiator? And, like, you know, depending on knowing those things about your doom, how does how does Sam approach this fight? Well, I, I, so I do think that Sam is going... is His notion is to absorb the radiation power mm-hmm. like the meta power of mm-hmm. radiator to like literally take some siphon some of it away mm-hmm. even right. if that hurts himself to do it okay um is he gonna yeah i guess um are I... you are you gonna like ask for help or are you just going right at it i guess is the the crux of the question 
See, I think he he goes right at it because cool. he just slid. He's right at his feet, and and I think I think he just pops right up, and um, and I don't know how you like how it would be pictured, but you know, sort of just like a like a face off punch off of some sort mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. maybe I punch and he grab he like grabs mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. then we're like locked yeah together. Okay. You know, physical contact. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, that's the point in which he realizes that I might have the ability to like significantly weaken or maim him in a way that he didn't realize. Awesome. But I do think that it might have serious consequences for myself potentially. Excellent. Like I love all of those things. Okay. Go ahead and give us that role plus danger. Okay. Oh, okay. It was a 10. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank goodness. Um, awesome. So, uh, directly engage a threat. On a hit, you trade blows with Radiator. On a 10+, plus, you get to pick two. Resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them. Create an opportunity for your allies or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I'll take something from them. Okay. And it's as much of his radiation power as I can physically take. And I will also create an opportunity, hopefully, for that for my fellows to wrap up the rest of the gang and or find a way to, you know, put put radiator down for good. Awesome. Um, so yeah, as your fist slams into his palm, there's just this like powerful shockwave of atomic and otherworldly energies as they collide and explode. Um and uh you are going to take a powerful blow mm-hmm. as you trade blows with mm-hmm. uh with radiator which triggers uh, another one of his custom moves adam smasher whenever you take a powerful blow so does your nearest ally shit so who is closest to sam right now probably not kt or ren no i mean it's kind of a toss up between Ryan and Eden, I feel like. I think Eden has been driving around. I think she looks bad on, badass on a motorcycle, for one thing. Um, point of order. Definitely. Um, You're a little quiet, Kyra? I'm a little quiet. Was, was she quiet for anyone else? Might have just been. Mm, not no. on my end. Okay, never mind. You're probably fine. Don't worry about it. Ignore me. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so point of order, Eden looks badass on a motorcycle. I think that she has been driving around and kind of maneuvering through this group of other uh, cy- motorcyclists, and I just really want to slash some tires, so I think she is, like, doing that. I think she is riding her Excellent. stolen motorcycle and either throwing knives or, like... <laughs> doing sick maneuvers to lean over and, and slash the tires of all these other dudes. Amazing. And and what was what was Mighty Briar doing when they landed? Uh, was he charging straight into the fight or uh moving in my office. Sorry. 
<laughs> I couldn't think. Um, where is where where is Sam and Radiator in relation to the like massive bramble net and bikers and Eden slashing tires? Like, are they in the middle of that, or are they? Um, I think they're probably. Kind of I, yeah, I pictured them being behind it, which in my frame of reference was further out towards the actual ocean, like where the dry dock then, you know, Be- becomes opens a wet up dock. to a wet dock, yep. opens up to the actual, you know, harbor harbor area. Um, so, um, yeah, because yeah. the crane is sort of indoor-outdoor, and it's sort of, you know, further out, and that's where he came down, and Sam had to run even further away from the briar mess to, so a little bit further out. Yeah, so I think that um, Ryan saw Sam's cool athletic maneuver to avoid getting hit by that part of the bike. And so I think that Ryan is going to like leap off her Tarzan vine bramble thing and try to do a similar maneuver near him. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Cool. So, unfortunately, I think that does mean Ryan is the closest ally to Sam. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. both of you are going to have the role to take powerful blows. Ryan's just like, Moonflower's going to be so impressed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a real Sorry, stupid I here. I came up with some yeah. really nasty moves for this guy. I had fun. Uh, that is a five for Ryan. Perfect. Four. Wow. This is the best I've ever rolled. Wow. So both of you get to mark potential (laughs) and go ahead and describe how you avoid this powerful shockwave of energy or power through it. And yeah. Um, I think so. I think what happens is that. You know, he's got this ability that kind of procs when he's attacked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what is confounding for him is that, like, this, the, the, like, his, the power that should have been channeled into hurting me mm-hmm. or, like, into, the, like, exploding on me and, and, uh, Mighty Briar is just, like, channeled. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, you know, um, an electric charge that is going through its circuit, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're not feeling it shock you because it has, it's still, yeah. so it's like, it keeps like the energy keeps moving. mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think that's something how it looks like, you know? Awesome. Yeah. That would definitely help, help mitigate it. What is, uh, what does Ryan look like while they are? Uh, I think I think Ryan um, maybe is like uh, lands in a very like cool you know superhero pose and then this sort of yeah the like wave of energy sort of like um, breezes over them you know like ruffles uh, Mm -hmm. her hair like and she like keeps her head down until it's passed. Then she just like does that like look up from you know like under your eyebrows, eyelashes kind of thing at the villain mm-hmm. and smiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. And I think he's definitely um, 
uh, like he's entangled up with uh, sand here and his power is currently being drained. So I don't think he could even use his chrome dome to defend himself. So, yeah, I think you can. Sounds like you're directly engaging a threat to me, but. Oh, I was just smiling at him, but I can directly. Oh, engage I mean, threat. yeah. You're, I, well, you're charging. Brian for is the Jordan, threat. So, yeah. Yeah. Tell me, I was yeah. just, I was just being cool. <laughs> oh yeah, you look super badass. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Oh, Absolutely. I, just, I, I need people to tell me. You are directly uh, engaging the threat with panache. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're, you are definitely threatening his, uh, his sense of worth and the self-esteem. I think Ryan is going to, as she's running towards him to directly engage him just on the comms real quick, say, uh, KT, how are you at catching? If it comes towards me, it will not go past me. Yeah, sweet. I think, uh, yeah, Ryan wants to try to throw radiator up into the sky. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. And is your intention to, to harm him or just to yeet him as far as possible? Just to yeet him. I would just like to yeet him. Just yeet in general? I'm such yeah. a huge supporter of this. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, I think this is... That um, might be an, more of an unleash your powers. Mm-hmm. Is that, does that track with you? Yeah, I think so. I think it's kind of like a, yeah, it's like a, you know, it's like a bramble slingshot almost, right? Like mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. yeah. bram- bramble yeah. catapult. Absolutely. I love that. I definitely think, yeah, I definitely think that's an unleash your powers to reshape your environment. Go ahead and give us that roll plus free. Shrug oh, you, Shay. There it is. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. That was good. I'm, just, uh, I'm so happy with myself right now. The good rolls uh, have come to an end, everybody. Uh, so that's a that's going to be a four minus one, which is a three. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, Oof. There's nothing we can do about that. <laughs> I feel like I eat um, myself. What's it like? <laughs> um. So uh, when you miss, uh, well, you get to mark the potential, which is great. Right. Um, because now, uh, Radiator gets to make one of his custom moves, which is awesome. Um, and, um, he, uh, so you lash out with your arms and, like, whip these vines around him and intend to just, like, use the momentum to swing him around and just send him skyward. Uh, but Radiator, um... Yeah, so what he... Uh, um, KT is just waiting on a cloud for something. KT's ready. Just, <laughs> just ready. Arms out. In position. Um, yeah, so you whip these vines at at him, and he manages to kind of wrench himself free of Southpaw and throws up just this, like, not a force field, but just like a field of intense burning radiation that your vines, like, pass through. And, uh, the, the, like, searing radio, radioactive, like, burn 
uh, runs up the vines and into your arms, and you get hit by his quantum inversion. And uh, this just, like, wave of kind of negative energy uh, just kind of ripples over your whole body and kind of alters your some of your, your atoms at their quantum level. And so take your lowest and your highest label and swap them. Oh, shit. Uh, that- and it's GM's choice if there's a tie. Oh, shit. Uh, so that would be my danger is my highest at plus three, and my superior is my lowest at minus two. Oh, no! That's huge. That is huge. Uh, well, Patrick will be happy that my superior is so high. <laughs> Ryan really Finally, has been bonding with... This kid. <laughs> Ryan really has been bonding with Moonflower. Yeah. <laughs> what is... um? What does Ryan feel like as you feel this, like, just repolarizing energy wash over you? Uh, I feel like this is um, a similar reaction to what happened when KT tried to, like, super strength Ryan's skin. Uh, I think her her brambles are, like, like kind of really rapidly like going between like really big spikes and then really small spikes, really big spikes. It's like flowers, like shooting out and petals falling off. And, um, and yeah, Ryan's just kind of like, uh, yeah, I think just like freaking out and like staring at his hands and like, yeah, very disoriented. (laughs) Oh, Peapod, I'm so sorry. I know it's distressing. Ryan I'm sorry. Peapod hates that for Mighty Briar. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. She feels your pain. Um. KT, what are you up to up in the clouds? KT has their arms akimbo waiting. <laughs> Where's the you just hear bad throw, kinda- bad throw. Is Ren still kind of on the showroom floor trying to testing out all these different cloud mattresses? KT turns to Ren. Uh, pardon me. Are you are you feeling any ill effects from a high altitude yet? I understand this is not your native environment. Um, she has uh passed out and has taken a nap on the cloud. She is passed out from comfort or from the fear. <laughs> or from the lack of oxygen. <laughs> um, definitely one of those. From the lack of oxygen going to the GM's brain. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, either lack of oxygen or she's just tuckered out. You're unsure. So, I do know that this in this immediate biome is not where human beings naturally uh populate i also understand that there is nowhere up here for me to physically put her for a moment so i do not think that she'll be able to continue uh with this restful slumber if i leave her immediate area Seems wise. I 
I would like to gently, gently pick Ren up, increase her density to triple that of granite, and then um, rocket back towards the surface of the Earth at 300 miles an hour. All right. Shang-T is inbound. Uh, Would you like me to roll uh, anything in particular, or...? Well, are you doing anything in particular upon your uh, imminent arrival? Hmm. Uh, with... If everything goes to plan, I would like to keep her uh, in that protective state, but prob- mm-hmm. probably probably leave her a good 20 feet or so above me while I touch ground. And kind of cool. have her, kind of have her uh, orbit me at that, at that uh, height. Yeah, that seems like something you'd do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, I was talking more about um, uh, we'll do radiator. Roll radiator. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> actually, let's let's change that. I would like to, I would like to. Uh, Keep keep Lady Wren at four times the density of granite, and when when I am within a good fifty feet of uh, where Radiator and Lord Southpaw are duking it out, as the kids say, I would like to fling her like a meteor towards. Um, Excellent. Excellent. Using civilians as projectiles is probably uh, the third thing Mantis taught you when you got here. Or to not. It's unclear, but it's one of the two. If you're going to, you have to turn them into a rock first. And then turn them back after. I Mantis don't. That's so important. That's so important to remember that if you are going to fling them, you have to turn them into a rock first. I don't remember if it was Black Falcon or if it was Mantis, and at the risk of sounding insensitive, they both look similar to me. Oh my god. Wow, wow. Is on a sure that Moonflower should be trusting and listening more to this team, or... I mean, Eden came up with the drop a space base out of station or space station out of orbit idea. So it's, you know, how bad of an influence can they really be on her? Right. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Amazing. In my defense, I believe technically everything KT is considered inhumane. Then let's have you go ahead and roll to directly engage this threat, KT. Ooh. That was probably not the greatest move on my end. Let's see. <laughs> Spinger. <laughs> okay. So. Ooh. That is a four plus a one. 
plus a minus two for my danger stat. Mm. Plus a minus two for the afraid condition for a one total. Oh dear. Ooh. Oh dear indeed. Are you going to hit Ryan with this projectile? <laughs> Um, so I think what is going to happen is, um, uh, Radiator is kind of, uh, slowly getting his, his energy back after having just a huge chunk of it drained out of him by Southpaw. Um, and he sees, he kind of like looks up at the last second and is barely able to just sidestep and Ren's body, which is denser than concrete, goes sailing past him and out into the bay and <laughs> beneath the waves. Lady Moonflower's communication device crackles to life. <laughs> Lady Moonflower, I have a question about your species' biological... We can't breathe underwater. Despite the fact that it is hydrogenated oxygen in great concentrations. Yeah. No. We can't. We can't. Go, go please. <laughs> KT shall exit the scene. <laughs> Have you guys ever, like, wadded up a piece of paper and tried to throw it into a garbage can in front of the whole classroom, and then you have to go walk over and pick it up again? Because <laughs> I feel like that's what just happened. KT! <laughs> I was going to have him hit you too, but now I think you might just need to take a powerful blow from the emotional thing. <laughs> it's, it's like the throwing the thing in the waste basket and missing, except that the paper has feelings too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if the paper was, was like a friend. A human life. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. <laughs> You know, I, I think it's great. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think I think that is just uh, the best consequence, and it is enough. <laughs> Amazing. Um, do you what are, wish? Do you wish for me to take that blow? Uh, no, I think we're we're gonna be we're fine. Um, well. I, everyone this, this one goes on your permanent this. record. Yeah, yeah. It's this just, one just, you're more like never going to live yeah, this Yeah, you're not going to live this one down. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that is more than fair. <laughs> um, do I cool. do I still have influence over Lady Wren? I think so. <clears throat> She's unconscious. It has been for, for like the last 10 seconds. So, carry on. Mind yeah. Um, excellent. Uh, Moonflower, what are you up to on your sick ride? How many of these guys are there, and how long does it take me to kind of be dealing with them? Because I have just imagined I've been on crowd control while 
everyone else. They are, the guys themselves are pretty tangled up. Um, you've been doing considerable damage to their rides. <laughs> cool. Um, but uh, I think Radiator is the the biggest outstanding threat right now. I think, yeah, I think you've definitely had time to neutralize most of them, for sure. I have a question that I don't know that was covered when I was assessing earlier um, mm-hmm. about his susceptibility to poison. <laughs> Ooh. Is that perhaps something I know? So, I think poison would probably work as long as it's not like radioactive and you would probably need something other than a steel blade to administer it technically lead is toxic to the human body (laughs) yeah yeah radioactivity radiation in itself is a poison but also is it like nightshade or whatever I'm wondering, like, how his liver deals with all of it. Yeah, no, I think he has a human <laughs> liver, so. Okay. So, I think Eden does have some poisons on her that are more airborne than delivered um, via knife. Mm-hmm. So, I think she is going to... Let me put this all together in my head. I think she is on her motorcycle looking awesome. And I think she is going to... Do I... I still have a question from assessing the situation? You do, indeed. Um, What here can I use to distract um, Radiator? Um... Uh, you are riding a very fast and large object. Yeah, that's what I was hoping you'd say. Cool, cool. So, I would like to, (laughs) um, I am going to ride straight at him, um, and sort of leap off when I'm pretty close to him, um, hoping that he will keep his eyes on the bike. Um, Mm -hmm so that I can sort of toss some of this airborne poison in his direction. Amazing. And I do believe that since I am attempting to distract him, that would activate be not be mindful of your surroundings. Yes, be mindful of your surroundings. No. Are you watching closely? Are you watching closely? That's the name of that one. Yeah. Um... Yeah, absolutely. And you take plus one on that, because you are acting on your assessment of the situation. Yes, I am. Oh, ouch. <clears throat> wow, that's remarkably bad, considering I had plus three to that roll, so that's a five. Okay. <laughs> that's that's close. There's still four in the pool. That's, yeah, it's within range. Sam yeah. can help because he's standing there. Yeah, Sam and Ryan are both right there. So, uh, what are you guys going to do to help? Well, so um, a little bit ago, uh, Radiator had um, disengaged from Sam, as it were. Mm-hmm. And so, Sam is at this point going to just barrel into him. You know, awesome. Just try and hit him right in the gut, get him on the ground. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Got to attack Shoulder. him from, from yeah. multiple angles, yeah. for sure. For yeah. sure. Absolutely. That'll get us plus one. Uh, 
I think Ryan is going to um, grab, use some some brambles that he's still kind of got out to, I don't know, like grab uh, Radiator's hand or foot or whatever is close enough to sort of just like try and hold him down a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, so Eaton is flying in at 90 miles an hour. Um, Sam uses this opportunity to kind of tackle him uh, around the waist and knock him off balance. And then uh, Mighty Briar lashes out with a vine and gets one of his arms as it's flailing to kind of catch catch himself. And then this motorcycle is now flying into his face and he just like wrinkles his brow and just lets out this like bellow of frustration and it just stops half an inch from his face and then we see moonflower floating gently above him arcing gracefully through the air scattering this handful of pollen uh awesome so that gets you up to a seven or are you watching closely yeah, so I get to choose one from my list. Um, my options are you get an opportunity to expose a weakness or flaw, you confuse them for some time, or you avoid further entanglement. I mean, I think I'd like an opportunity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To... Yeah, I think that would also definitely make yeah. sense if he's getting, you know, uh, like poisoned and that's affecting his, you know, uh, circulation and his, you know... Uh, body and his mind and all of that that would totally make sense give you guys an opportunity yeah so i so i think i just kind of want to take an opportunity to like slow him down enough that maybe someone who's bigger and stronger than me can take him out awesome yeah so he takes uh just a face full of this dust and uh kind of sneezes and is just absolutely staggered right now. He's reeling, trying to collect himself. He's getting pulled off balance, dragged to the ground. What are you going to do? <laughs> Who's, wait, hold Which, on. Who, whose turn is it? Um, I, I, Whoever has an I idea. I was going to ask KT, him. but I presumed KT is not. Yeah, KT's got to go fix their whoopsie. Yeah, cool. So yeah, I think, yeah, either uh, Ryan or Sam. Well, what was the effect of the poison? He is now just like staggered and stunned, and uh, as it's uh, starting to heavily affect his system. And you guys have an opportunity. It's the uh, the official. I'm gonna okay. I want. I really want a five finger death punch him and like try and kill him. That's kind of what well, Sam's thinking. Well, well Sam has finished. I think part of why Sam feels that way in this moment is because of all the bad vibes that he just absorbed from from him. So he's kind of, you know, he's got a lot of uh, evil coursing through his veins in this moment. And uh, I think that's what he's going to do. Yeah, Ryan, you see this kind of shadow fall across Sam's face as he winds up. What do you do? Uh, do I know that he's like trying to kill him? Because if if I know he's trying to kill him, I'm going to try and stop him. Yeah, I think you definitely have bad vibes about this. This is not like Sam. Yeah, I would like to defend 
radiator, I guess. Okay. Awesome. Go ahead. Oh, man, this is exciting. Go ahead and roll plus savior. Uh, that's a seven plus one, so that's an eight. Awesome. Um, cool. You keep them safe, but it costs you. Expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Uh, well, it's uh, for PC threats, right? So it's the bit underneath oh. it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, on a hit, give them minus two to their current roll. On a seven to nine, you expose yourself to cost retribution or judgment. Uh... I guess, yeah. I I mean, exposing myself to either of I, any of those things really. I guess it depends on what Sam rolls for his mm-hmm. directly engage. I mean, so I don't know that like it would even necessarily be a role to like, you know, just attack this guy when he's stunned and dragged down and restrained. Um, but I do think you definitely. I do think you definitely keep radiator safe, though, and there are consequences. Yeah. So how would how does I guess I'd rather just kind of RP it. I guess how does how do you how do yeah you I think step up and how do you get in the way? Yeah, I think literally like Ryan just like steps in between them, and so like I don't know takes the punch himself. I think Sam, uh, in rea- like, if that happens, Sam's, like, sort of, uh, kind of like a loose arrow at that point. Like you said, that darkness came over his face, pallid and gray, but, like, you know, the whites of his eyes are, are burnt orange now, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, he would kind of with his offhand try to either step sidestep or or shove aside uh buddy briar um yeah i think she go ahead oh sorry i was just gonna say like if you're if you're sidestepping and and shoving i think like she's like matching you step for step and she's like whoa what the fuck dude like he's he's down sam's not sam's not clocking that Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think like Sam probably like throws uh throws a punch, it sounds like. Yeah. And yeah. it's uh, a yeah, it's a forceful forceful. Mm-hmm. And and Ryan is there to like intercept it and like I think, you know, uh I think Radiator's gonna get KO'd by this either way. Um, but I think yeah, there's definitely uh Ryan has definitely saved his life. And yeah, I think this is the the yeah the retribution or cost. So, so should I roll? Um, I think yeah. I, I mean, I think you just. I think it just kind of happens. I think, I think yeah. Okay. If that if, yeah, that's okay with you guys. That's you know. Um. What what happens? <laughs> what happens? Um. Yeah. So I think yeah, you throw this punch, and Ryan kind of jumps in the way and deflects most of it, but gets knocked backwards into Radiator with a lot of force, who is already, you know, uh, reeling, and he is knocked out flat on his back, and is, uh, he's breathing, but he's out cold. And Ryan, yeah, you are, um, uh, you take a, a hit. 
and are like yeah thrown hard into the ground so is it a powerful blow or am i just um do you want me to just rp it it's probably a powerful blow yeah it doesn't, it doesn't have I to be but i, RP I think it. that just makes the most sense I can do both. I could RP it and take a powerful blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think that's... Let Kaylee yeah. RP is what we're saying. <laughs> Paint us a word picture. I don't know where we landed. Do you want me to roll anything? Do you want me to mock um, a condition? Do you want me to... Just, no, I don't think we're going to do a roll. I think we'll just RP it, so... Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think, like, Ryan sort of, like, is on the ground, like, maybe, like, winded. I just, like, scrambling up um, still like feeling the effects of radiator so like her brambles are still kind of like shifting between like small and big and petals and you know and she's just like what the fuck dude that was like not hero behavior um is Sam sort of like on his knees beside uh, a lifeless radiator and there's like the the glows of different powers and headlights of uh, motorcycles and stuff have kind of dimmed and Sam you know looks like his, his eyes are not so orange anymore and he's sort of like looking around like um, and when when Ryan says that he looks up and says uh, so, sorry what? I don't think Ryan has noticed the like color, the eye color change. So I think Ryan's like shoving him away from radiator because he thinks he's trying to like finish the job. And yeah, so I think she's just kind of like grabbing uh, his arm and like pushing him away from radiator. Um, like maybe like towards wherever Moonflower is. Yeah. And so at that point, I mean, Sam kind of stops resisting and, you know, he's like, a little bit too dazed to even like protest that he's getting shoved back in a way. That's where that's where Sam's at. Cool. How does Moonfire react to all of this? I think she is mad. Um. And mm, okay, I think she once Sam is sort of away from Radiator just gives him like a very like disappointed look and I think that's probably pretty pretty withering on her. <laughs> um and I, I think she gives him this really withering look and says, you know, I'm starting to think my Sam didn't ever come back from the Feywilds. Then she's gonna help Ryan um sort of with whatever apprehending or what, whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. the, yeah the cleanup. the cleanup I mean Ryan's not really doing any cleanup Ryan's just still standing in between Radiator and Sam like glaring at him Moonflower's gonna start cleaning up like she's you know the practical one but yeah Sam has nothing to say in fact, Sam whistles and Waldo comes up and uh, he walks out towards the like the water and um, meets KT coming up with Ren. And, um, and he sort of stops and says a quick word to them and then he walks away. Oh, yeah. 
KT, how'd your search for Ren go? <laughs> Ren was found. Mariah, and, uh, here's your reminder. Medication. <laughs> Don't forget. It's important. Indeed. <clears throat> we, uh, we successfully found and uh, brought Ren back to the, the surface. And, um, yeah. How is, is, is Ren conscious yet? Yeah. So when you kind of turned them into stone, uh, her mouth was closed. So like you, uh, sealed her lungs and there was oxygen in them while she was underwater. So she didn't drown, which is great. So, uh, she is, um, yes, awake now and, uh, very confused and concerned and, uh, feels very heavy. I am afraid that I can alleviate your confusion, but not your concern, Lady Wren. Uh, in your unconsciousness, you were used as an attempted weapon that was successfully deflected. I what? Have you? Are you familiar with? Uh, are you familiar with spears? <sighs> I think so. They are usually amongst the most, uh, the first weapons created by primitive societies. It's all, well, that I'll explain later. Did you um, throw me? Perhaps. <laughs> Not so much physically throw, more, more manipulated the gravitational pull between yourself and your planet, accelerating your kinetic force towards an object that moved. Cool. Um, I'm going to go home now. Yes, you are a lot safer on the ground than, uh, than airborne. Thanks, I think. So that's when Sam and Waldo walk up and Sam's like, Hey, Ren, come with me. I can give you a ride. I got my truck here. Cool, yeah, she'll nod and leave with Sam. And I think we get um, kind of our closing shot is uh, kind of somber as uh, Eden is kind of walks by the conference room in the, the office HQ and stops and walks into the conference room and checks off Tempe Heaven's Hellions on the to-do list. And that brings us to the end of our session. There needs to be like a lingering panel on the Sam bullet point, though, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, like it's, she it crosses it off it. and then it like the camera slowly pans. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <sighs> yeah, yeah. She underlines Sam. Do we do it? That's Is awesome. session moves done? Yeah, let's see. Yeah, end of session while. moves. I know, I know. Let's start with um, Sam Seward, Mr. Southpaw. Do you feel like you've grown closer to the team, closer to your own image of yourself, or away from the team? Gotta be away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, that um, one's away. That one's away. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, explain why you feel detached and take influence over you away from another character. Mm, wow. Okay, hold on a second. 
I don't think we've ever had that one before, have we? Huh. No one's, ever, no one's ever away from the team. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Do I have to explain why? <laughs> uh, yes. It's in the rules. It okay. is in the rules. Um, the card says moots. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, I mean, it was just what happened there, and, uh, and Sam is like, it's like weird, it's a weird feeling because it's like, he was clearly not like fully himself in that moment, but even like coming out of it, he felt this resentment towards, uh, Moonflower and Muddy Briar that like, what's the big, what's the big fucking deal? Basically this guy, um, almost killed Ren, almost burned her alive. He's clearly fucked up. My dad wants to kill my uncle. He's an evil radioactive asshole. And yeah, Sam was more than happy to, to kill him. And even coming down off of all of that, he feels more resentful of like, okay, well, you know, like, I don't know, maybe that wasn't right, but like, seems like an overreaction on everyone else's part that they're like so much more interested in protecting his sanct the sanctity of radio radi radiator's life than you know than backing Sam on that like how personal this is mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. yeah uh it's fair and also Sam being a little bit you know uncertain about what is happening to him still again and maybe yeah. being, feeling like his instinct that he was not good to be around is there's also that has, you know, like there's a data point for that. <laughs> so, uh, um, so yeah. And so, uh, uh, Ryan, Lady Briar no longer has influence over him. Oof. Wow. Woof. Um, Mighty Briar. Did you grow, grow closer to the team into your own image of yourself or away from the team? It's really hard because, like, up until Sam tried to kill a dude, I was feeling so much closer to the team. But, like, that was just, like, not what I signed up for to do with, like, heroing. But it wasn't, like, necessarily the whole team. It was just Sam. It is, oh. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm also going to choose grow away from the team because... Yeah, like I said, like up until the end of that fight, like I felt like we were working really well as a team. You know, we were taking down the bad guy, we were strategizing, we were working together. Um, yeah. And then, like, it's sort of just like, you know, nobody like said anything good. Nobody, you know, like talked about that. That's not team behavior to just like all go our separate ways and not talk about the fact that, you know, someone just did something fucked up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm also going to take influence away from Sam. Yeah. That checks out. Um, uh, KT, uh, how about you? Do you feel that you've grown close to the team into your own image of yourself or away from the team? I think KT has grown a little more into their image of themselves. Awesome. Uh, on this uh, this particular leg of this journey. Awesome. Explain how you see yourself and why, and then shift your own labels. I I believe that uh, it, although um, 
humanity is still a handful of chaos and a handful of insolence dropped into a bag and sewn shut. Um, there is a lot that they do, uh, despite this issue's events, that is starting to make sense. And uh, if if KT is going to continue living in Rome without being a Roman, they can still learn to uh, appreciate what Rome has to offer, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To do as the Romans do. So, um, I think... Do... do, do sorry, do... Um, uh, sentient black holes think about the Roman Empire every single day? <laughs> the... Uh, this sentient black hole thinks about the uh, the correct rapid expansion and uh, conquest of the Mongol Empire and wonders why Rome bothered stopping where they did. Bitchin. Burned. Got him. Got him! What are those? <laughs> Uh, so cool. yeah, um, so I think I shift labels, correct? Yeah, you get to shift your own labels. Hmm. Choose th- your own destiny. I think. Uh, I think we are going to drop freak to zero and raise mundane to two. Whoa! Awesome. And uh, last but not least, Miss Moonflower. Yeah. I think that Eden um, is obviously like not in a, on good terms with Sam right now. I think she's still mad that she followed him into the Feywilds and he left. Um, and she does hold a grudge. But I think like the thing at the end for her, she's not her sensibilities aren't necessarily offended by like murder. Um, so much as just the idea that it's like that's not what she, like she liked this person who was not like that so it's, I think she's more upset that he's not acting like himself than that he almost murdered someone um priorities but I, I think despite all of that like she does still feel somewhat protective of Sam um and like I don't know she, she's working through that um, I actually think though that I'm going to say she on the whole, grew closer to the team. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly because I know Ryan didn't feel like the pep talk that they gave Moonflower was particularly effective, but by Moonflower's standards, like that, that was some good baby steps that I think came out of that. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say Ryan made me feel welcome. Awesome. Aww. So, Ryan, you get influence over Moonflower again, which means you get to shift her labels. And Moonflower, you get to clear condition or mark potential. I'm going to clear insecure. Nice. She was pretty badass in that fight. Yeah. Oh, shit. Makes sense for her to still be angry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think if it's possible I will shift your danger up. 
and your freak down. Okay, I can do that. Awesome. I think that officially concludes Volume 7. Wonder World Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway. This issue was GM'd by Michael Dunham, who can be found on Twitter at GalvanicMan. Moonflower is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on her Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Mighty Briar is played by Kaylee Newberry, who can be found on their Twitter at Kaylee underscore Newberry. Graviton is played by Sawyer A. Southpaw is played by Charlie Smiley, who can be found on his Instagram at BigSkyCharlie. Wonderworld Comics is produced by Michael Dunham, and it is edited by Michael Dunham. The music is from Dvorak Symphony Number no. 9. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at WWComicsPodcast or send us an email at WWComicsPodcast at gmail.com.